Article 14. Football. The subtle avenue to race mixing and miscegenation. America's game or America's shame. With your lifestyle, you decide. By Richard Hawthorne. Men of the remnant, please guard yourselves against the subtly insidious attractions of the world. This article bears warning against a device which the devil uses in an attempt to ensnare you, the Israelite remnant, and the entire white race. Don't let the devil deceive you. Bear the armor of God, wear the cloak of Christ, and set yourself in the spirit. For far too long, football has been used as a weapon against this land's founding stock. What should be viewed as an oddity, no more captivating than the circus, has turned into one enormous, hideous idolatry fest. Please reconsider your participation in this. Do you watch collegiate or professional football? Do your sisters and other female relatives watch you cheer on black athletes? If so, consider the damage to the souls of your people which this has caused. How much race mixing has occurred because of this sport? How many of the most able of the feminine kind of our people have been lost forever? Too many to count. This article will detail just how, in the Faustian bargain for something so stupid as gridiron success, white men have sacrificed their own daughters in the hands of miscreants. Please consider the story of the 2016 Baylor University football team, where, under the purview of the white head football coach and white male administrators, white women were trafficked into the paws of black football players. The Dallas Morning News article from January 27, 2017, titled New Baylor Lawsuit Alleges 52 Rapes by Football Players in Four Years, Show em a Good Time Culture, details the orchestrated abomination which transpired during the Bryles regime at Baylor. Awful deeds which would not be meet to mention for such a holy publication as The Watchman occurred. Inquisitive minds of the male gender may research this specific story further to understand how recruits are recruited to play for these top universities. Hint, it involves your daughters and sisters, white men. Due to space constraints and decency constraints, it is not possible to recount this entire shameful event. Instead, this story will conclude with a line of inquiry from a conversation between Kendall Bryles, then the son of the head coach, and offensive coordinator, a potential black recruit. Do you like white women? Because we have a lot of them at Baylor, and they love football players. If that statement doesn't make your blood boil, then nothing will. Some will say this was a one-off event. Proof they are wrong may be found in the knowledge that Kendall Bryles, the same Kendall Bryles as the one quoted in offering white women to black athletes, has recently been hired as the new Texas Christian University Offensive Coordinator. Yes, the same TCU that just played in the national championship. Wake up, folks. They are all doing this. May it all be mentioned that the two universities in this article are Baylor University and Texas Christian University, two supposedly Christian universities? The disparity between nominal Christianity and remnant Christianity continues to grow wider. Which side are you on? Lowering our collective blood pressure, let's reflect upon history, specifically an intersection of political history and sports history. The names George Wallace and Bear Bryant may ring a bell to you. These two are the figureheads of the previously mentioned histories, and their clash was symbolic 
for what the new America, the America after the Cultural Revolution of the 60s, was to be. George Wallace was the governor of the state of Alabama. He was a firm defender of the Christian political policy of segregation, separation of the races. Bear Bryant was the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. He fought against Governor Wallace's segregation, instead seeking a multiracial team with the intent of fielding a higher caliber roster and winning more games. Yes, black athletes did improve the caliber of football teams they were on. Remember folks, it wasn't for their brains they were hauled across the Atlantic. Thus, the clash between these two men on ideological issues was much more than about something so trivial as that of the sport, but instead was symbolic about the future of the Western civilization. It wasn't George Wallace versus Bear Bryant, but instead Old America versus New America, High Civilization versus Civilization Decay, Purity and Separation, or Corruption and Miscegenation. Ultimately, Bear Bryant's vision won. Thus, today our cities are uninhabitable war zones. Our racial integrity compromised, our currency debauched, our relationship with God absent, and innumerable more wrongdoing conducted in our land. All this transpired due to a national shift from what mattered to what didn't. Israel had it too good for far too long, and had since grown fat. Deuteronomy 32 verse 15 reads, But Jeshuran waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen fat, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Returning attention to the topic of discussion, that of football being used as a weapon against Israel, a Bleacher Report article discussed this clash. Though taking the opposite side in the evaluation of the course of history which has been undertaken, from April 24, 2013, titled, how Bear Bryant became the Branch Ricky of Alabama football. Alex Sims wrote this, However, his greatest accomplishment may have been finding a way to force segregationist Governor Wallace to allow the mighty Crimson Tide to desegregate. The article went on to discuss a historically significant game between USC and Alabama in 1970, where, on the football field, the mixed team from Southern California had defeated the team from Alabama. The article wrote, The Trojans had won the national title in 1967 and had a legendary African-American athlete, O.J. Simpson, win the Heisman the following year. When the Trojans came to Birmingham in 1970, they brought a backfield that featured three African-American players. Right from the start, it was clear that the all-white tide were no match for the integrated Trojans as USC smashed Alabama 42-21 behind a 135-yard two-touchdown performance from the black running back Sam Cunningham. In an utterly hilarious display of situational irony, writer Sims failed to realize the implications of what he said. Only the most foolish of fools could select none other than O.J. Simpson to be the poster child for supposed proof of the virtue of multiracialism in an article attempting to cast segregation in a negative light. O.J. Simpson, that same O.J. Simpson that was invited into the highest echelons of white society and given every opportunity to succeed, but couldn't. O.J., the same O.J. Simpson that murdered his white wife and then was exonerated because of sympathetic black jurors, 
was now being used to show that the mixing of the peoples leads to anything else other than death, doom, and destruction. Comical. Only a dullard could fall for such folly. The lights are on, but no one is home. The wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead. Thus you see for yourself the fruit of civilization's decay. The court historians are proving their own ideologies wrong through their own arguments. Exodus 3.11 And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I, the Lord? The Lord bestows genius, and the Lord bestows idiocy. You may be asking, what does an unjust jury verdict have to do with football? And why is it in a Christian Israelite newsletter? To that, I could only reply, You fellow, don't you see it's all connected? All interwoven. Israel, in her idolatry, has strayed massively from the Lord. Thus, we now find ourselves competing on football fields with beasts and cleaning up the dried blood from crime scenes of our sisters and daughters. We can't even get justice for their murders. Can't you see it's all divine punishment from the Lord Jehovah God? What will it take for you, O Israel, to wake up from your slumber? Cease with the fanfare. Cease with the distractions. Embrace righteousness. Embrace the way. Embrace the holy path. Embrace God. Let's dive into scripture. Were they throwing around the pigskin in ancient Israel? Probably not, but probably they were participating in similar activities. And yes, the symbolism of the ball and football being called a pigskin does not escape this writer. Please consider 2 Corinthians 6.17. As Genesis 3.15 is considered by all in the remnant to be like that of a puzzle's top box top in regarding understanding the scripture, then perhaps 2 Corinthians 6.17 could be considered the same in regards to remnant church policy and lifestyle. On so many levels, it informs us how we should conduct ourselves, from who we should associate with, to what kind of entertainment and culture we should partake in, how we should identify in relation to those not among us, and to the blessing which the Lord God will bestow upon us if we follow his word. This verse reads, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Understand this verse. Live it. Love it. Touch not the unclean thing. Touch not the football. Play it or don't watch it. Be separate. Be separate both in geographical location and in choice of entertainment. What Babylon does, you shouldn't do. What Babylon doesn't do, you should do. Reflect and pray upon the ramifications of separatism. How can you be more separate? How can you get your family to be more separate? All this begins with a separation in psyche from the distractions and attractions of Babylon. It takes only a few leaders to get this ball rolling. The rest will follow in place, and you, your family, and church community will be received. Monkey see, monkey do. Sheep see, sheep do. One shepherd saveth a flock. Will you be that shepherd? The heathen lack identity. They fill this void with vain affiliations to sport teams. Do you have an identity? You do have an identity. For this reason, you should hold yourself to the high standard expected of those given so great a gift as that of the Israel truth. Don't imitate the ways of the heathen. Understand how something 
so trivial as football leads to something so abominable as race mixing. May the convicting words of Revelation 2.7 inspire you towards righteousness. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God.